0: Nike, Starbucks, McDonald's. All three of those words probably brought up immediate images in your mind Now, whether you agree with those brands or like those brands, you immediately knew what they were all about. You know that they have people who can't live without the specific things like they love to wear Nike and they say just do and they live this athletic lifestyle or Starbucks, they start every day with that frappe or they are, you know, they love getting happy meals for their kids because they know what those brands are about and they know what they signify. As a matter of fact, they probably have a strict line where they don't work with any other company or buy any other brand. How does that happen? And is it possible that you could have a brand, a platform, a creative business that elicits the same kind of instant connection with a specific brand, your brand, that people know exactly what you're about? Well, I just recently read a book that is famous in marketing circles, but maybe you don't know about. And these seven principles from this book will help you turn your platform your creative business into a magnetic community where people know exactly what you're about and more importantly, want to follow you and want to stay connected to your tribe. We're going to talk about it in this episode of the God and Gigs show. So give me just a moment to welcome those of you who are new to God and gigs and then we'll get right into this fascinating and practical discussion. <laughs> Hello and welcome to our show. Thank you so much for making this podcast a part of your creative day. If you are new to God and Gigs, thank you for joining me. My name is Alan C. Paul. I'm a musician, creative coach, and author. And what we do here at God and Gigs is help you to become a completely confident creative by solving your temporary creative problems with timeless spiritual principles. So today we're talking about this book that I found called Primal Branding. Now, if you've heard of Primal Branding already, you probably understand the power behind this methodology, but maybe you don't. Maybe you're new to it like I was. I started hearing it in circles and some of the YouTubers that I follow and some of the other really, really smart branding experts. And I said, okay, is this something that is forgotten gigs? Is this just another fad or something that people make up to sound smart, but then it really doesn't apply to anybody else? And then I took a look at it, read the book, and I realized, nope, this is right in alignment with what God and Gigs is all about, helping you get your message out there, creating a community around your creative gift so that you can bless people for the glory of God and the good of others. So what I wanted to do is kind of break down each of these seven parts of the primal branding strategy and see if they apply to you. Ask yourself the question with each one of these, am I doing this? Do I have this? Because I guarantee you, if you apply all seven... It will help you to have a more magnetic and powerful draw. I don't want you to think that we're going to do a exhaustive talk of primal branding. That's impossible. You got to go check out the book. But I think this overview will help you, number one, see how this applies to you. And number two, how you can use these particular areas to strengthen or even create a whole new part of your brand that maybe you hadn't thought of before. So first, let me just give you an overview of all seven. The seven parts of primal branding are creation story, creed, icons, rituals, pagans, sacred words, and the leader. So already, you know why that perked up in my mind. As being a Christian, you're talking about creation story and creeds and pagans and sacred. Well, that sounds a lot like a belief system. And that's exactly what we're talking about. How do you create a belief system around your branding or your creative life? Well, in my case, as a musician and also as an author in creative communities, it's super important that I understand what I believe, why I believe it, and why you should be coming along with the right with me, because you should believe the same things if you want to be a part of this community. The same thing applies to your creative life and your creative community. You should have a why. You should have a creation story. You should have a creed and different things that help your people that follow you and listen to you and watch you and do things that you do that they want to stay in your network and stay in your circle, just like the people at Starbucks know exactly what Starbucks is all about and want to be the people that drink Starbucks all the time because that's their tribe. That's their community. So let's first talk about each one of these in a summary form. Let's talk about the creation story. Now, my creation story, and when it comes to God and gigs comes right down to that week that I left full-time ministry. God called me out of it. I decided to go back into playing gigs after seven or eight, maybe 20, 12 years out of being out of the gigging lifestyle, realizing that I didn't really know how to make it as a musician and didn't know how to keep my faith strong while I was playing in mainstream secular gigs. And the book was born from that. That's the creation story of God and gigs, but maybe you didn't really know that. Maybe I haven't done a good job of telling you that the creation story that you are following comes from someone that had no understanding of how to connect the dots between God and gigs. So I had to write a book and create a community to help support that need. And I found people that also believe it and understand how to do it. Now, what about your creation story? Do you share and tell people or do you even know how to explain what made you what? You are who you are what you do. How did that come about? Do you tell it often? Do you tell it through your music? Do you tell it through your art? Do you tell it through your social media? Do you tell it through your about page on your website? It's important that people know who you are. Even the Bible starts with God's creation story, right? God created in the beginning. We know that because he told us he started with a creation story and we follow through with that. Being made in the image of God, people need to know our story. So be clear about your creation story. Now let's jump into the second one, your creed. Now, again, that's something I grew up with as a Lutheran. You know, most people didn't realize I grew up Lutheran. So we had the apostles creed, we had the Nicene creed, and we said creeds pretty much every Sunday. And it was a memorization thing that I knew once I read these things and say them out loud, I am agreeing with them and I am part of this Particular denomination because I know the creed. Well, you should have a creed as well. Now, for God and gigs, it's pretty much kind of like what I said at the open that we are here to help you become a better creative, a more complete, confident creative from the inside out by applying timeless spiritual principles to temporary creative problems. That's my creed. That's what I believe that all of us should be united in. We want to solve our problems with temper- with spiritual principles, timeless spiritual principles. So. If you believe in that creed and you know that, and you know my bylines, then you know what our creed is. And you know that we are trying to help you succeed as musicians and creators without sacrificing your faith. Now, you should have a creed as well. Now, maybe it's not as defined as that, but it should be something. Something like never stop learning or never stop growing or always be creating or always be growing and learning and taking risks. And that creed that you either state out loud or is implicit, needs to be known by the people who are following you. Next is icons. Now again, using myself as an example, it's pretty clear I decided on a logo as an icon, but there's also other things that are icons around me. And there are things about you that are visual representations of your tribe, visual representations of your brand. So you wanna look into that. Is it just your logo? Maybe not. Maybe it's you. Maybe you've got a distinctive look. Maybe you've got a fashion sense. Maybe you've got particular things, maybe on your vehicle, your car, or something like that, where people see you and they know who you are based on that visual representation of your brand or your creative platform. So think about it. What can you look at right now and say, yes, when people see this, they know it's me. When they see this particular icon or this particular visual representation, it sends an immediate message. Of who I am, what I do, and how I do it. That's what you want out of your icons. And again, they can be anything from a logo to a particular thing they see on the screen every time to your even, your profile, your headshot, or whatever it is. That could be your icon. Rituals. I love this one because this comes down to, again, one of those things that come down to church. We have rituals. We have things that we do, but it's not just church. It's not just religion. It's also sports teams. They have rituals. Fans have rituals. Everyone that follows a certain thing have certain things that they do every time. You even might even go to your same store or your same bar. Um, I'm thinking of Cheers when I said bar. When people come in and they say, hey, Norm. Norm comes in, right? And it, like everybody knows to say that. That's part of the ritual that you start to realize this is my tribe because everybody knows what to do and when to do it. And these actions and these rituals take place every time. So you got to think about that. Maybe there's a ritual at your concerts. Maybe there's a ritual where everybody knows how to say something to each other. Maybe there's a ritual in what you wear. Maybe there's a ritual in the way that you go about your creative life and everybody follows it in a certain way or shape or form. I'm just saying be creative in the way that you set up these rituals for your community to follow and know, Hey, when we do these things, we do them together and they build a sense of community. Now, the fifth one is kind of interesting. Pagans. Now, As a Christian, clearly, I can think of Peggy as being very negative. But in this case, in terms of marketing and branding and your creative life and promoting yourself, it's great to know who you're not trying to reach. Because if you're not trying to reach a certain segment of the population, you're telling everybody else, yes, you are part of our tribe. So by saying who you're not for, you help define who you are for. And so for our instance, maybe we're talking about people who are musicians and creatives who don't think we should be working out in the mainstream, who think we should keep everything strictly in church. Well, guess what? You're not part of this tribe, and it's okay. That's fine if you're just working for ministry, and you're just about that, and you don't want to have anything to do with anything outside of the four church walls. But that's not us. So that means I can define this. The pagans are the ones, in this case, that don't believe what we believe. But it's the same thing for people that do Dunkin' Donuts instead of Starbucks, and they're the pagans and the people who follow the Red Sox and don't follow the Yankees. They're the pagans to the Yankees, okay? So any area where you can put the defining line and say, these people are not for us. Like Seth Godin says, people like us do things like this. People who are not like us don't do things like this. And it's just a way of showing that you have a defined audience. Think about the people who are not part of your tribe and it's okay. You're not exclusionary. You're just saying, this is not for you if you believe these particular things. And this is for you if you do. So it helps you to define your market and your audience even better. Now, six is sacred words. And it kind of comes a little bit to the creed and the rituals, but the sacred words are the things that only your tribe know and talk about. Now, inside your creative gift and your niche, that might be something like, if I'm a musician, I'm talking about um giant steps. I'm talking about you know, rhythm changes, and I'm talking about, you know, shout choruses or bumps, certain words that simply mean different things to certain people in your tribe. And I just said the word like example bump. Now, a bump could be a bump in any way, shape or form, but to a gospel musician, they know what a bump is. And this is why I really feel like it's important for you to define again. Who are you speaking to? Because the people in your circle, in your creative life, they know the sacred words. And when you use those sacred words, they're like, ah, that's one of my people. you got to be willing to lean into that and say, hey, who am I? What am I about? And what are the words that either I've created or that my community already uses and somehow make that part of our vocabulary? If you do that, sacred words can be an amazing way to make sure you turn the switch from someone that's just like a casual follower, to a fan, to almost an evangelist for your creative gift, because they know, hey, I'm a part of the tribe, and I know the words, I know the lingo. This shows that we are on the same page. And finally, leader. Now, here's the one that is really, really, really touching to me, because for years, I did not want to be seen as the leader of this particular community. I would never, as you can look in back of my, here my books, if you're watching on YouTube, I don't have my face on either one of them. I didn't put my face really on anything branding God and Gigs because I didn't want to be seen as the only person that people should be following. I wanted them to follow the people that I was interviewing, the people that I have brought alongside me and follow them, but I just wanted to be the facilitator. But people don't follow brands. They follow leaders. They follow people. And so even I had to come to grips with that and say, hey, I got to show up and say, hey, I'm not perfect at this, but I cannot be invisible. I have to be right in front of you. Now I can be transparent in front of you guys. I got this wonderful thought while I was talking to our friend, Misty Phillip over at Spark Media Networks. I want to give her a shout out for helping me think this through, but I don't want to be seen that much, right? I want you to see the product, the message, but I can't be transparent and still be invisible. I have to be visible for you. Then I can be transparent. And I want you to think the same thing in your creative life. Maybe you don't like to be out front. Maybe you say, I'm just creating. But even as a creator, you automatically become a leader. We've done a podcast about that. I believe I'll make sure to share it or put the link in the, sh- link in the show notes for that. As a creative, you automatically become a leader. So now you can become that person that people don't necessarily follow, maybe because they don't want to necessarily do what you do, but they admire what you do and they want to be a part of what you do. And you have to be willing to take on that responsibility in your character, in your integrity, in the way you present yourself all the time toward the world so that people can see that you are who you say you are. So it's a big responsibility, but it's one that is really necessary and one that you should take on, especially in terms of promoting your brand and being who you are and being proud of who you are as a faith-focused creative. So I've given you an overview of primal branding. Now, if you want to go check out this book, I believe the author is, I might get it wrong, but Robert Harlan, but I'll put a link in the show notes to make sure that you can find it and that you can purchase it and read it for yourself. But this has been an overview, and I hope you think of these seven areas, the creation story, creed, icons, rituals, pagans, sacred words, and the leader. Are you putting these things inside your creative platform so that people can gravitate to you? You become magnetic. People know they belong to your tribe. They want to support what you want to put out. They will pay money and support you really financially because they know they're part of this. That's what you want. You want to build a community, not just a product, not just a song, not just a piece of art. You want to create a community around yourself. And here is a wonderful way, a wonderful paradigm that you can use to create that community to bless you and to bless others. Well, my friend, that's been our show for today. Thank you so much for checking out this Creative Checkup episode. If you want more like this, make sure you continue to follow our show. But until next time, I pray you will continue to become the creative that you were created to be. We'll see you next episode. Thanks for joining us here at the God and Gigs show. Please leave us a review on iTunes, like our Facebook page, or visit Godandgigs.com and tell us what you thought of this show. We'll be back soon. In the meantime, go create something amazing.